We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. And this week is a very special show. You can always download the show, this show, the PGP, by going to iTunes searching permission granted you can always get it on the website as well da on cbs.com and this is just a very special week thursday is robbie rosenhouse's aka huge freeze's retirement ceremony and a lot of emotions in the building today a lot of emotions in the building tomorrow a lot of emotions in the building on thursday and we're coming to the end of an era and i gotta be honest let me give you my honest assessment of Huge Freeze's tenure here. I always knew that Robbie had a little something, a little charisma, and I'll tell you how. It's how he carries himself around the newsroom. Some people might not like it, but here's what I see first. I see a smile on the guy's face. He has these very charming brown eyes. His eyebrows go up, he smiles a little bit, and he just looks... He just looks like he's having the time of his life. And it depends on what you have to talk to, to to him about because if the Vikings lose. But he's always engaging, and he always has a big smile on his face. And you guys know I have a big smile on my face all the time as well. I think I just connected like this guy's a happy-go-lucky dude. He just looks, he looks playful. That's the best way to describe it. He always looks playful. Like he's willing to tell a joke, chop it up. Talk about this, joke about that. He's got a story to tell, a yarn to spin. And I just, I know that that translates onto the radio. Happy-go-lucky usually translates, if not always translates, okay? Playful translates. So I I struck up a bit of a relationship with him, a friendship with him, at least in a, in a professional setting here. And I just said, this guy's got something. He's got something. I know he's got something. I want him to be part of the show because he's got something that's fun and endearing and playful. And then everybody behind the scenes said, oh, he doesn't work hard. He skips out on shifts. He dogs out his responsibilities, doesn't edit the audio, doesn't produce this, doesn't produce that. But I had never seen that. I had only seen the personality. So I wanted to bring him as part of the show. And while there were some rough parts and there were some hiccups along the way, when we finally got to see Robbie week in, week out, he delivered. And I knew he would because I saw it in his personality. I knew he would deliver. So I, I'd say I'm surprised, but I'm really not. I'm not surprised he became kind of an overnight sensation. 
I'm not surprised. And, you know, not to toot my own horn here, but, look, I've been developing a radio show at times on a shoestring budget that had to be entertaining, that had to keep me on the air, that had to keep me gainfully employed since 2002. When I graduated Syracuse in 2001 and began sending out tapes within months of graduation to every and any sports radio station and television station, you know, and I finally latched on with a part-time job working at the time a couple of hours a week, and I thought I was going to have to work in the mall or the bank or something to make ends meet. That ended up never happening because a full-time job quickly opened up and I kind of shifted into it. They kind of created a job for me. But since 2002, when I was making $18,000 a year in Fort Myers, Florida, to Kansas City, to Miami, to Boston, to CBS Sports Radio, I had to constantly think, how am I going to keep this show entertaining? How am I going to remain employed? Because this is the greatest job I could ever imagine. This is my dream come true. I don't want to give it up. I don't want to let the dream die. So every day I say, how do I make this show entertaining? Because if it's entertaining... I'll always have a job. Might not be this job, but I'll always have a job. And I grind every day thinking about it from that standpoint. I knew, because I've done this long enough, Robbie is entertaining. I knew it. Now, I was hoping the listeners would come full circle, and most of them did. And I was right about that. I, though, had no idea Robbie could sing. None whatsoever. And the fact that that organically came, and this is what I love about Sports Talk Radio. We are given a three-hour empty canvas to paint, and I look at it that way. And it used to be four hours when we were doing nights and overnights. In Boston, I had five hours. But I've that's my empty canvas, and now it's three hours. How do I make those three hours the best damn three hours I could possibly think of for the listener? And when I map it out, There's got to be this topic here, this interview here, this question here. And we we highly organize most of it. But you have to allow for the organic things to build and to grow. And Robbie, I knew, could do something. I didn't know he could do that. And so when that just started happening, that's the organic part you can't plan for. And then you just ride it. You throw the saddle on that and ride it. And that's what we did and it paid huge dividends. And now, I mean, his his singing is the stuff of legends. It will always live on the DA show. So my true emotions going into Thursday, I'm I'm bummed. I'm bummed because there's more for Robbie to give. You know, th- this is not O.J. Simpson on the 49ers. You know, this is not Emmett Smith on the Cardinals. Th- there's more to give. This is not Tony Parker on the Hornets. There's more for Robbie. He's in his prime. I don't want to see his career end like Terrell Davis, middle of his his peak. But I also want to take Thursday just to recognize that very few people have ever had the impact he has had in such a short amount of time on my show. At any city, at any stop, it took like eight months, nine months, and he became an integral part of the show. So to talk more about this, I want to bring in Andrew Bogish because Bogish... He shares a lot of the same sentiments that I do about Robbie. Let's start here. Will it be emotional knowing it's his final appearance on the DA show Thursday? Uh, it will certainly be emotional, DA. This has been a uh, very emotional. How long has it been now? Five months, six months, seven well, months of the whole yeah. season? I mean, Death by Sauce was, I think, July. Right. That started things. So, I mean, and, and mixed emotions, too, because yeah. I, 
I really, really like Robbie, and I'm entertained by Robbie. But as I said to you before, it didn't have to be like this. Robbie didn't have to try and be so damn cute and smart with his picks. He could have just easily picked easy winner after easy winner, gone at worst two and one every week, allowing for something to happen that didn't make sense, and he would have crushed Sean. Instead, here we are, and he's leaving. Let me go back. I think Death by Salsa, because it was after March Madness, it was who had the worst right. women's bracket yeah. picks. So that and goes, I made that happen. It goes back to April, I think. And then, so April is Death by Salsa. His real first appearance on the DA show. Yeah. And then, after that, it was why you should be part of the wienership July 4th. And he bagged on that, which set up. Right. A pseudo month long banishment that we were so upset about. And then the way for him to win his way back on the show was created in August or early September to go through the, the season. Probably so late it's August. like nine months all so told. Yeah. So wow. going on 10 here. So this has been a pretty long legacy. And if you think about Robbie, if this is the final time we ever hear him on the show, what's going to be in your mind the thumbnail? What's the career thumbnail that the Cooperstown plaque say? Um, can you make, I mean, you can't make a plaque out of that voice. Mm. But, I mean, just the perfect pitch <laughs> and tone. It fit the song. It fit him. It fit the moment. And it was it was both funny, and it, but, like, also legitimately entertaining. I mean, there's a lot to Robbie. There, there really, really is. But he keeps putting himself in these spots where he, like, loses the ability for us to sit there and bring out all of this all of this magic. Are you surprised he became... Are you surprised you fell in love with him this much as a personality? Um, I think I'm surprised that I respect, like, his singing ability this much. Unless oh, I'm terrible at okay. music. Like, I... Not that... And I, Robbie shouldn't have a top 40 hit. I'm not saying... He's not a boy band. But, like, Robbie has legitimate talent. He Like, it's not funny because he's bad. It's funny because... It's kind of good. It's good, and it fits, and then it's him do sounding like that. It, to me, it's all positive. Yeah, because sports radio doesn't have a lot of singing in it. No, no. I think that might be why it's... And the such, array of singing. He's such a unicorn in that way. <laughs> right. I mean, he's got reggae one week and Donka Shane the next. Yeah. You show me who's got that range. And he also memorizes the words. I mean... There's been only a few times he's brought in lyrics. That's when he's written his own lyrics. Right. And even even that using the actual lyrics, he'll also sprinkle in a, a line or two that fits the show or you or Sean or the topic, whatever it may be. I mean, the guy, the guy is legit. It's not it's not the sideshow that other people are on their respective shows or networks. Like to me, it's legitimately good and funny. And I'm gonna miss him being around. I know it's kind of sad. It's yeah. kind of sad. We're going to have this retirement ceremony, but it is kind of sad that this is it. We yeah. have to say goodbye because he would bring so much to the table. Although I am secretly excited for the many times we're going to try and sneak him back into the show. <laughs> There's going to be uh, a lot of creative missions here to somehow indirectly get get him back on the air. Changing the clock. <laughs> like... Making like the last half hour not technically part of the DA show, so he can come back on there you know, like only eleven thirty to noon. I can imagine us throwing him under the costume of like that two person horse costume, <laughs> where one person plays the head and one person plays the tail, and we bring in the horse costume. Yeah, and then it, 
you know, Mariah says, okay, yeah, we'll bring in the horse, and then suddenly it's Robbie. The search for a Robbie loophole is going to be one of the main themes of 2019. You know, we've reached out to a number of people that he's supposedly <laughs> close to to do. Yeah, how's that response going? Very poorly. Really? Okay. okay. We we want. We thought that it would be kind of like Derek Jeter on Andy Pettit Day, mm-hmm. you know, doing a Jumbotron salute because he couldn't be there. Right. Unfortunately, nobody that Robbie says is his friend is getting back to us. That's kind of not surprising. Yeah. Um, Because there's an element of... There's an element of something that feels a little inauthentic about what Robbie says about his life, right? Well, yes. Things have not always added up and seemed a little... Like, a little too good to be true. Like, leaving right. a game to drive Matt Burke's wife back to the Vikings hotel. Um, like, things like that just don't seem... Like, how did he end up driving an Uber at the Vikings playoff game? Like, that stuff doesn't make any sense. But I also could see Robbie, not in, like, a mischievous way, just being one of those people who thinks, like, if you want to have one conversation and we yeah. laugh, like, now we're boys. Right. Where, like, I, me personally, I'm the other way. Like, I never assume that someone <laughs> remembers me. You're paranoid everybody hates you. Not hates me, just I don't make that I don't make enough of, a, of an imprint <laughs> on them that they remember the next time we come face to face, whereas Robbie thinks you guys are immediately best friends. So I, I, do, I don't think he's necessarily being boastful when he says, like, Ziggy Wilf's my boy. He just really thinks that Ziggy Wilf's his boy because one day they talked for more than 90 seconds. It's true because something doesn't add up about Hughes' career because he's obviously charismatic. He's obviously personable. He's he's really funny and talented, and yet he's never been on the air consistently anywhere, and I think that's his dream. Right. He's also driven Uber, he says, for, like, supermodels. Right. But we have no real evidence of this. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't believe, quote-unquote, who I've driven around, but we have no evidence of who he's driven around. Right. He also, though, will break out a picture of him with Joey Chestnut. And I'm like, when did you meet Joey Chestnut? He'll randomly have a picture. He, he sent me a link of him in a news story from, like, WCCO television in the Twin Cities when he was in college because there was, like, a riot, and he, like, was was in it. <laughs> and you're going, wait, so how does all, how do you know that? How, how'd you end up there? It's yeah. a little Forrest Gump. Ex- that's exactly what it is. He just, he's one of those people that ends up being involved in things. Yeah. Um, I think part of it is by like happenstance. Other part of it is because I, when I say like shameless, I, that sounds negative, but I actually, but sometimes it's positive. It's kind of like Peter Schwartz. Like, we give Schwartz crap for getting free things, but it's because he'll ask for them because he's shameless, and then he gets them. So, like, he ends up winning, whereas you or I might go, I'm not going to randomly ask blah, blah, blah for an autograph or, like, a free bobblehead or tickets to something, but then we don't go or we don't get it. And yet he does, like, Robbie's just going to walk into a situation, like, he might see Joey Chestnut instead of going, I'm not going to bother Joey Chestnut or, you know, some hot model, he's going to walk right over and talk her up and then become best friends with her. He's going to be in Atlanta for Super Bowl week. I'm, why? Don't know that. How? I don't know. How is he getting there? <laughs> Who's paying for it? These are the questions, right? <laughs> and he could walk through Radio Row with Kevin Harlan. Boys. Exactly. Friends, and I could not be surprised. Right. Or he might not know a soul, and that couldn't be surprised. No, he's the mayor. You couldn't know, though. I, I mean, again, he's a big guy, as you discussed. Do you think, does that somehow help? Because he's visually 
appealing. Memorable? No, no, just memorable. <laughs> like, like you and I don't look that unique. Like, there's only a Robbie few Robbies. Yeah, six four, three fifty, bald, bald, some kind of team garb, and usually it's like head to toe. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. he's all in. Go for hat, shirt, and like the team issued maroon sneakers too. So there's a lot to remember. Like, if he was playing a foursome with Nance and Romo next week. You wouldn't it, be shocked. It couldn't be shocking. Right. Either because he just, like, he happened to be there or he won a raffle again. Right. Like, just somehow the universe puts him in that situation. He did stats for Nance once right. on, like, a March Madness yep. game, and suddenly he's playing in a foursome. And said, like, hey, I want to play with you one day. And Nance was like, okay, fine. And he took him up on right. it because yeah, right. he that's how he rolls. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's in play with Robbie. Everything. Which is why it's terrible to kill him off the show. Right. Right. Even Sean loves him. Even Mraz ended up living. And Sean hated him. And now they're, they hang out. All right. So Thursday is Robbie's huge freeze retirement ceremony. But there's also another burgeoning storyline here. And I'll bring in Mraz for this part of things. So the developing situation now ahead of the Robbie Rosenhaus retirement ceremony is that after that, next week is Radio Row. And it has been brought to my attention that for the second year in a row, Monday we will be without the man on the wheels of steel, Pete the Body Bilotti. Last year missed Monday of Radio Row week. And now the same thing this year. Did When did Pete tell you this? I'm just getting this news now. Uh, Pete has yet to tell me it. Uh, it was newsroom folklore to the point I had to... Uh, Ask around what was going on. I was I was told, hey, you know, Pete's out Monday by people who have asked strictly because they know how this PGP has worked to remain anonymous. And then it was broached, do you think <laughs> it has anything to do with the fact that he takes the same day off for Royal Rumble being the night before? Which prolonged a lot of conversations about Pete usually making a, a pilgrimage, if you will, not a Columbus Does he usually do this or just uh, once? Usually once a year, it's either the day after WrestleMania or the day after Royal Rumble he takes off. Last year, he took off the day after Royal Rumble because he went to Philadelphia to go to the Royal Rumble. That's what I'm saying. Does he oftentimes go to the Royal Rumble? He usually goes to either Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. Oh, really? So he does a That's his thing. I make a Giants road trip. You make a college football road trip. If he wants to do that, that's fine. The sticking point with this situation is, number one, I know for a fact he was a little bothered that we poked fun last year when he was out at the Royal Rumble. I'm allowed to take my trips, allowed to go. And, of course, we know that. We're just, you know, we bust each other's you-know-whats. This time around, although we do not have a confirmed because he refuses to confirm anything, he is not going to the Royal Rumble but yet still taking the morning after off, which happens to be our first morning on Radio Row. Is that okay? So last year he took the Monday of Radio Row week off because he had traveled to Philadelphia the night before Sunday night to go to Royal Rumble. Right, which I can understand. Now, you can make the argument Philly to New York's not that long a drive back, but you know what? You don't want to rush. You want to have a good time. I understand it. Terrible timing, but I understand. So this year it's in Phoenix. Yes, we at Chase have, Field. There's no confirmation that he's going to this. I do not believe he is because if he was at least going, he would go out of his way to say, I'm going to Arizona. Because I think days. we've he told us last year that he was going to Philadelphia. He was yes. pretty proud of it. Yes, he was proud of it, and we had fun with it. But I don't know that he had fun that we had fun with it. So we don't have confirmation here, but we assume that he is not traveling to Phoenix for the Royal Rumble and is taking off the day after just because it's on late, even though this is a crucial day <sighs> on Radio Row? Yes. Just because the event's on late? Again, these are all assumptions here. I want to make this very clear okay, on the track. Okay, we don't want to jump to any conclusions here. I mean, 
Yes. I, I, Pete's it, a big part of the show, a, an incredibly vital part of the show, valuable, talented. Which is why we'd care for him not to be there. So I just certainly don't want to jump to any conclusions here. But we, but, but, but there are worries in the newsroom that he is missing Monday of Radio Row Week, which is a, a crucial week. We're on the road, tons of guests, ISDN hookup, a lot of technological backstory on this. And that he might not be here because the Royal Rumble's on late Sunday night. Yes, and there, this is twofold here. Now, he gets up earlier than the rest of us because he does Taz in the He's most. up at three every day. But I also have it confirmed from a source very close to the situation that later in the week, Pete the Body Bilotti is going to take the role of myself as far as being the in-studio producer of the DA show while I am on down on location with you and having somebody else run the wheels of steel. Why that is a factor, you may ask? By doing that, you could conceivably get two hours more sleep than you normally would. <laughs> so... If that is, in fact, the case, why, if Pete is worried about watching the Royal Rumble late and getting up early, why not then just do the same thing you're doing for the rest of the week on Monday? You can then take care of Radio Row with us and also get the hour's sleep after the Royal Rumble. But then that means no drops? No drops Radio Row week? Ah, but here's the difference. He can play the drops from the same Burley system on the same computer. Okay, like I good, could, good. I could play good. the drops any day I want. Gotcha. He just is more of a master at that. Right. So he can still master okay. the drops he has All from right. that producer computer. So that part will not be lost when he's there. That, but, again, he could have done that on Monday. There seems to be things all backwards. And I am not one to tell anybody when to use their days. Sure. I, I ill-time mine sometimes. But this is a pretty big week. A pretty big week, and uh, once again, for the second straight year, we will not have Pete. You could argue it's the biggest week for the show because right. it's our five most high-profile episodes. And now I could hear Pete yelling in my earphones right now. He's not even next to me. Come on! I can use the days when I want them. Which is true. He totally can, but he's got to know this is a crucial day for the show. Monday of Radio Row, he's got to know Look. that. I He's got to have a better... I assume there's a better reason than it's just being on late. I I, I, I really do. I, I maybe he gets together with his buddies every year and it's like a party where he's gonna be drinking late and everything. He doesn't trust himself for hours. Really a work. drinker. Look, I'm trying to help him out here. I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> trying but to... maybe it's something else. Maybe, maybe yeah. it's maybe he's going out. Uh, you know, out driving to a further location than his home to watch Royal Rumble. He knows it's gonna be another hour after it ends. Or maybe it has nothing to do with the Royal Rumble. Maybe Monday he's got a dentist appointment or a doctor's appointment. Or I got news for you. The fact that he hasn't told us why he's out tells me it's because of the Royal Rumble. He's nervous. Yeah, because if it was a dentist appointment, I, hey, by the way, guys, I can't move this appointment. I have it. Why wouldn't you just say that? He's hiding it. He was going to let us go on the road. We were going to turn on the mics on Monday and be like, where's Pete? <laughs> That's true. He didn't tell you. He hasn't told no, me. No, no. This is on Monday. This is less than a week we away. We found this out through people on this other shows. This is five days with. away. Yeah. Five days. We were going to fire up that, hey, Pete, talk to you down the line. What do you, who is this, Silverman? Where's Pete? And then we would have been, you know, scrambling. So on Friday, he's going to be in to work. Wow. So we'll have to ask him this week because he's going to be in for the retirement ceremony. He, well, he's better be in for the retirement. So you can't miss the retirement. That's almost more important than the <laughs> of Radio Row Week. Bum, bum, bum. Well, that's the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show about the show, the show within the show. We will see you throughout the week. And, of course, Thursday is Robbie Rosenhouse's retirement ceremony on the show. So be there until next week. The permission granted podcast disconnects.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.